Welcome to A Chat About, a podcast about marketing and franchise marketing. Here are your hosts, Mark Harmon and Adam Lovelock. Okay, so uh, hello, welcome to uh, A Chat About. I'm Mark Harmon and uh, this is Adam Lovelock. We are starting a new podcast called A Chat About. Uh, Adam waves then for people that aren't. Uh, <laughs> you just get used to this, Mark, don't you? Yeah, people that are listening. Uh, Adam gave a wave to the camera, so hi Adam. Hi Mark. So what are we talking about today? What's the plan? So today we were having a chat earlier on um, just about video marketing really and whether can anyone be good on video marketing. We were talking particularly about a client we just filmed with who's amazing on video and the videos are performing really well, it's great, it works brilliantly, the videos look good. And then I sort of said to you, do you think that's because he's really good on video? And actually, if someone's not really confident in video, or if that was someone else who wasn't, would the video be rubbish, basically? Yeah. So that, that's kind of, I think that's what we're going to chat about on the first chat about. Okay, cool. Can we mention his name as well? Or we, or I think we can mention his name. Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But first, we said that each week we would start by just uh, maybe having a couple of questions. Okay, So, shoot. Mark, what, what's been the best thing that's happened for you this week? Well, we said this off air, didn't we? We did, um, yeah. So the best thing that's happened to me, this, this, uh, this led to some confusion. Uh, the best thing that's happened to me this week is my six-week-old son has started to smile. His name is also Adam. And obviously, and we've got Adam here, and we've got other Adam in the office as well. So when I said uh, my son, Ad- well, I said Adam started smiling, and all I try and do now is make Adam smile, you got really confused. Yeah, well, for, for about a minute, as he was telling me this story, I thought he meant Big Adam, who works in our office, who I suppose, I, I kind of just assumed he wasn't that smiley. Not the smiley. Smile, smile. But, um, no. yeah, but your son, that's really cool. That's good, yeah. Well done to him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. What about the most annoying thing that's happened to you this week? I, I can't really think of anything. It's probably got something to do with, like, I get annoyed when I'm driving, and other people who drive... Oh, okay. So driving, I got caught speeding, uh, and I had to pay to do my um, the, the 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 class thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's booked in January. So that's annoying that I got to pay to do that. Cause I've done two of them. When do you start getting points? After two of them. After so two. you get so offered two. I think two's <laughs> the max you can do, and then okay. um and then you can't do any more. Yeah, but they're they're pretty good actually. Like when you leave them, yeah, you you've never looked at your speed like dial more. Okay. That gradually wears off after a few months, Obviously. but initially after you got <laughs> the courses, they are pretty effective. So what speeds were you doing? Oh, uh, like not far over at all. So, okay. you know, a 34 in a 30 yeah. or a 57 in a 50. Yeah, I, did, I was doing 57 <clears> in a 50. It's the annoying ones, so yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. So what good things have happened to you this week? Um, I kind of feel it's not quite in comparison with your <laughs> first child smiling at you. Um, so probably best thing for us, we're putting on this big event at the moment, Franchise Fest, which we do every year, and uh, it's two weeks away, so it's kind of coming up really quickly, and it, ticket sales have been going well, and we were really confident having a good last kind of couple of weeks of ticket sales, but you're never quite sure, and it's actually really nerve-wracking, but we've had a really good week of ticket sales, and we now probably where we wanted to be, we smashed last year's ticket sales, so that's been really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm speaking as well. You're speaking you as well. Do you, yeah. have, do you have your plan together yet of what you're speaking about? No, I've committed to speaking about the 11 things people should yeah. do in franchise recruitment next year. And 
I've come up with seven. So seven. Last yeah. time I spoke to you it was two. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. No, it's getting progress. There, so yeah, it's definitely progress. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then what's the annoying thing that's happened to you this week? Annoying. I've had a really bad week of sleep, so it's mm-hmm. trail-related. I suppose mm-hmm. our good and bad they're, they're the reverse, aren't they? So um, my daughter Ella has got a cough, which is worse at night, and she keeps waking up and then coming into bed with us, which is fairly normal. However, for some reason, when she's half asleep in bed, but she just hates me. And um, I'm not allowed even near her, or she just sort of punches me and pushes me and cries if I get close to her. And last night, she had her arm fully stretched just on my forehead, <laughs> so I couldn't get any closer the distance. And then if I did kind of roll even closer, she'd wake up and hit me. So oh. um, the joys of a three-year-old, I suppose. Yeah. So you told me before she's quite. Um, she's vicious. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. Yeah. I don't think she likes me very much. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy she's our second child and our son does like me. Yeah. So I don't take it too personally. Well, hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast at some point. Yeah, you never know, do you? She I might be listening to it now. Yeah, she could be. Oh, I'm sure by the time she's a bit older, podcast won't be cool. No. So. so yeah, I suppose should we pick up on our conversation from earlier? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's an interesting one. So obviously video marketing is now massive. Yeah. We both do a lot of video marketing and I suppose it's subjective whether we come across well on video or not but the question is can anyone be good on video so even someone who you'd have more experience than this than me because you go out filming lots of people but if someone who is not confident really doesn't want to be on video should they be doing video marketing so the example i usually use is myself so when i first started i literally couldn't say a word in front of camera unless i was doing a stupid voice and you know from sitting opposite me for years that I do a lot of stupid yeah. voices all the time, and I can tell by your expression, <laughs> <laughs> you find it annoying. Um, so yeah, I think you can be, but you've got to have, you've got to really want to, to do it. So I knew, I knew that I needed to do it. Um, so like, I put the time in to make myself improve. But then when I'm doing, when I'm going out and filming people all the time, um, there is always some. There's there's probably like three and ten are like naturals, and they're just really good at it, and they don't need to practice. Um, and then I'm trying to get my maths right like five out of those ten like need a little bit of work and then they're pretty good and then two are just like they don't want to do it yeah um, there's nothing that's going to make them do it it's a strange thing as well isn't it because um, I don't know what makes someone bad on video because mm. what you just want them to do is speak fairly normally just looking at a camera I think is that is that the uncomfortable bit actually someone has to look into the eyes of the lens rather yeah. than that person yeah because you find some people that they do public speaking and then they stand in front of the camera and then they just sort of switch and then they can't do it so I think it is a, it's slightly different for some reason in front of the camera because there's no one really to interact with but you've got to sort of get it in your brain that there's people watching and you're talking to those people you're not really talking to the camera mm. and then once you've got that I think you can sort of you can sort of run with it and you, you become like a, a version of yourself in front of camera that you can sort of switch on and switch off Whenever you're, whenever you're doing it, but like the example we're using, we, we can mention his name because yeah. he, he did well. So yeah, yeah. Like if we were saying Break horrible up. things, we, we wouldn't <laughs> say it. But yeah, so the guy is Kev Popat, who runs Right at Home Solent, and he's. I think he's very natural in front of camera. And what I think we both said earlier was he's, he was very authentic in front of camera. So he's very genuine. The subject matters quite. Um, it's not like the easiest thing to talk it's about. A, it's a difficult subject matter, but he's just so natural at it, at it. Yeah. and um, the, uh, the skill he has which this is what's really hard on video is coming across exactly as genuine as he is in real life yeah. 
So you often find that people are trying to do something different on video, but he, he comes across exactly the same. Like yeah. it, it's perfect for, for that. Like because reason. of the nerves, they try and sort of yeah. up who yeah. they are and they, they come across as not genuine. I, I think that the answer to that is just practice and just practicing it and going through it. I think you, I say it's a lot, but you have to start somewhere. And then like as soon as, if, as long as you learn lessons from every video you make, you'll, you'll get there. So you might not be genuine straight away. Some people are blessed with it. Um, how did you like when you first started? How, how did you feel? Probably similar, yeah. actually. So I remember I had a flip cam. Can you remember flip cams? Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that was the first thing I had. So this is going back years, I suppose, isn't it? I don't even know when that would be. 2007, eight, maybe? Yeah. And maybe a bit later, 2010, 11, probably. But I, I knew I wanted to create more video content and had a flip cam and at the time that's before you could record video on mobile obviously so flip cams were the kind of go-to device and i remember just setting it up in in uh, my spare room at home which i had as an office at the time and just filming myself and absolutely hating what mm. i was watching back didn't like seeing myself on camera couldn't stand the sound of my voice which i think are two of the most typical i think that's possibly the fear which holds some a lot of people back yeah. from doing video yeah, yeah, both yeah, of those back. things so I think what helped me is that for a long time I filmed myself and watched it and got used to how bad I looked and how bad I sounded to yeah. the point where in the end don't care. I don't care. And now when I watch videos, well, I don't always watch videos myself back, but if I do, I think I'm immune to the things that I used to really hate. Yeah. So that really helped me. So I started doing them and then um, luckily enough the other Adam kind of was into photography and video so we started doing a bit more of it. And it, it was probably the same as you. I, I knew I needed to do it. So got over the insecurities and just got into doing it. Mm -hmm. And then got some good feedback, probably got a bit more confident. And now it's just, you know, I couldn't be more of an advocate of, of doing it. But I completely, and I I wouldn't come up to say I'm a, by any means come across brilliantly on video, but I think <clears throat> I can get a message across okay. Yeah. But I can understand some people just having this massive fear. And if they can't get that message across okay, that, that's kind of what we're, talking about isn't it? it should they still do it mm. or could it actually be more damaging if you if you just especially if it's on a subject which is quite sensitive yeah. if you really can't deliver that message in a in a you know confident and you know in a way that's going to come across well should you do it at all yeah i still think they should especially for a time like if you're not taking lessons from it and if you're not improving every time and you're still hating it after a while, I think probably it's the, then's the time to stop. Yeah. But I think you've got to try it and you've got to see if you can improve because I think everyone's got the other, like, everyone can improve on it. So you've got to have the will to do it. Yeah, and I, I think so. I mean, so we live in a world now where putting out content for business is, if it's not essential now, it's gonna be essential mm. in a few years time. You know, every business really, has to have a media arm within it, I, yeah. I believe, and every business is gonna to have to publish content to to be relevant, I think. So I think people are just gonna to have to have to either go. It's getting more and more important and that's what I think is driving it. But yeah. obviously some people are still holding back from doing it. Well yeah, look at coconut for example, there's people within coconut that just don't want to do it, don't want to know. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. Um, but then other people like really are really up for it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it depends on the person a lot of the time and then is, is their will to do it so do they want to do it and I think within coconut they there are some people that don't want to do it and there's other people that do so the people that don't 
don't really have to do it. Yeah, that's true. And it, but I just think where it's becoming such a big thing and companies are becoming a media mm. business, I think, so this is another part of it, actually. And um, I always hear kind of, it, I suppose this comes from the Gary Vaynerchuk type content, but I think people are just scared of getting negative comments yeah. or people not liking the, the content. So, so much kind of personal insecurities come into actually yeah. putting the content out there. And the reality is you're probably going to get 20, 30% of people who watch it who really dislike it and, and don't like it and don't have a view on it. But that's kind of where we are in modern business, isn't it? You've kind of got to put yourself out there yeah. to, to build the brand with the, the 20 or 30% of people who start consuming the content, who start really liking it. And, and that's the value, isn't it? You're not trying to target everybody. I yeah, you've got, you've got to have people that hate you. And then by doing that, you're creating people that love you. So yeah. you can't just be like bland and boring because then like no one's going to remember who you are. No one's going to yeah. watch it. No one's going to bother with it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you've got to be a bit controversial maybe or just a bit confrontational. Something a bit different to stand out. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've... You must have been in loads of situations filming <clears throat> where someone has been asked to come on camera and yeah. say something, but they really don't want to. They clearly are not confident. Mm -hmm. um, they're struggling, like, and it's probably just you and them in the room. Like, what, what yeah, do you do so, in that circumstance? <laughs> <laughs> so I've interviewed loads of people, and then like usually when when they're not confident on camera, which is quite a lot of people, they walk up to me and they know they're going to be filmed and they've got this look on their face where they're just like oh god just get this over with and then i'd probably say 80 percent get through it because it's just like i just say oh we're just gonna have a conversation and then we just have a chat the cameras are there but i say just look at me don't worry about the cameras and we just talk and then i get what i need from that but then there's some people who i ask the questions and then they just go yeah no <laughs> yeah yeah and when they start doing that I'm just like I'll just get through it as quick as I can yeah. I just get to the end of the question and say I think you did a really good job and then that's it I, I think if anyone is not confident on camera mm. it, the best thing you can do is just have a conversation yeah. so I think people get too kind of concerned that they've got to be word perfect and there's certain things they've yeah, got definitely. to say on this video and I, I have to get this message in there and they script out what they want to say mm -hmm. And then probably either have a bit of paper behind the camera or an auto cue or whatever it is, and they try and get it word perfect. And that's that's the biggest issue, isn't it? I think because that makes it much more nerve wracking. Because yeah. if you go wrong, then you've got to start again. You're constantly trying to do two things at once. So you're trying to read, come across well on camera, say, say what you've got to say. So I think when people give that up and they just answer questions, so yeah. from a videographer's point of view, you can just ask them a question yeah. and they genuinely answer it and they may have a slip of the word but actually it doesn't matter does it on video content that people do most of the time and they may miss a kind of key message but it's only a key message to them and the person watching it is not going to know yeah, so, so, so when I'm interviewing I've got two cameras so if they do screw up or like they say um or, or they pause for a long period of time thinking about their answer I just cut from one camera to the other yeah you're probably gonna have to do that on this podcast <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> like there but I think yeah, that's, I think that's probably the first step to get people used to it. So you ask some questions. The next step, I think, like up from that, if they're not going to be like answering questions, I think like what you do with Whiteboard Weekly is really good for, for that kind of thing. So you've got your notes on camera. You're very open with the fact that your notes are there. You're not trying to remember it because if you do forget something, you can just look at the whiteboard with your notes on and that will remind you. Yeah. 
and you call yourself one take love lock when we're filming these because yeah. usually you get <laughs> yeah. it done in one take <laughs> they used to be yeah because like you can just look at your notes and then just refer back to the camera yeah or just admit that you you can't remember it and you can just admit it and move I, on I find more I find content more genuine if people do slip up mm. but just carry on because yeah. you know if you go and watch someone public speaking they are going to have the odd moment where they you know yeah, forget something or pause and I, I think if you watch that on a short video two or three minute video and someone does <clears throat> forget their train of thought but then looks quickly at their notes and carries on yeah. the viewer doesn't even really notice it because it's really natural so that's the approach I've always taken. I, I, I see video as a way of um, producing content really quickly because you don't have, you know, in three minutes you can answer a really difficult question which may take two hours to write a blog post about. Mm -hmm. So I take the view of, well, actually, I'm going to do this in one take and I'm not going to worry if it's not perfect. And I think once you get to that frame of mind of it, you, yeah, it, it takes the pressure off as well. Yeah, that reminds me of, like, I make... When I connect with someone on LinkedIn, instead of like writing a message to them, I make a little video. You still do that? I still do it. How's so, it go? So when I walk to work, like I walk to work, it takes me about 10, 15 minutes, and I just go through my whoever I've connected with on LinkedIn. I say, say, hi, thanks for connecting me here on LinkedIn. Let me know a little bit more about what you do and who you want to connect with, and I'll see if I can connect you up with anybody that you know that you might find interested. Also, if you've got any questions about video, feel free to message me on here or just comment on one of my videos. And then, if I screw up, because I'm on the way to work, I cross a few, a few roads. So if a car's coming, I sort of say, oh, I don't want to get run over. And I, I just sort of show the car and like stuff like that. So yeah. if someone, or if someone's walking past me, I go, oh, someone's walking past me. I don't really want to talk about it. And I just sort of hold it. Does anyone find them really creepy? I don't. Like, <laughs> some people don't reply, so they probably yeah, find yeah. it creepy. <laughs> but um, a lot of people like appreciate the effort because it's, like, it's a video to them rather yeah. than just... I in, in fact, someone, I didn't realise you still did it. I, I knew yeah, you used to do it, but yeah. someone actually sent me one on LinkedIn okay. in the last week or so. Really? <laughs> and they'd clearly looked at my profile and looked at my background and then customised what they said in the video. Yeah. But a minute long video. Yeah, I do. I, I mention their bio sometimes. Yeah, and it, it was brilliant. Like, yeah. you put context on why it was a sales message, basically. I think yours is not quite as direct. No, I don't want to be really salesy. This guy was a little start bit. A conversation. But it was relevant. The product yeah. was relevant. And he did it really, really well. Okay. And I was quite impressed. Like, I almost kind of wanted to, like, engage in the sales chat because the video was so engaging. It's so, so much better because on LinkedIn, either you sort of connect with someone and never say anything to them, or you get a written message and it's sort of, it just sort of finishes or you get a written message where it's like a huge paragraph yeah. about buying my thing and it's just a bit well the rea reality is people won't read LinkedIn messages no. now because so many of them are spammy Some, and just like yeah. auto bots and all those different things so actually if a video pops up in your inbox you're going to watch it aren't you yeah um, someone sent me a voice memo the other day as well yeah. which was pretty cool makes a lot of sense doesn't it like it's much more personable and if you're getting 10 spammy LinkedIn messages a day and then you suddenly get a voice memo you're obviously gonna, you know, yeah. listen so to it. Hopefully, my videos aren't too creepy for, for people. We used what? to do really creepy, like <laughs> that's what I was thinking when you did. So Mark, Mark used to do this thing for some reason where his thumbnail of all of his videos would be him making a strange face. Probably mm. go, but we probably should go back and show them on the videos, really. But yeah. I kind of said to him once, like, do you ever think these are a bit creepy? Like, does this put people off? Does this put people off actually pressing like? <laughs> but. I suppose, why did you do it? 
I swear it's funny. Yeah. They were funny. I, I th- they were funny for people that knew you. Yeah, My concern was like, me, yeah. anyone who hadn't, who didn't know you would look at the thumbnail and think... I've, t- I've dialed it that, back a bit. Yeah. But some of the videos I still try and make funny. Um, and then people get, people appreciate that. People point out, they're like, oh, I remember you, they remember it. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you're right about the thumbnails. I haven't, I've stopped doing that. They were a bit. A bit, a bit too creepy, much. Yeah. Yeah. So just going back then, thinking about <laughs> thinking about the question. There's my lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think then, if, if someone's listening to this and yeah. they they want to create video content, um, they watch a video like Kev's, which is brilliant, and think, I, I 100% should be doing that for my business. I've got yeah. some really valuable content I want to, to say to my network. But they are really worried they're not going to come across well on camera. Could it be more damaging doing it and not coming across well on camera or is it more damaging not doing it because it's a missed opportunity that's a question isn't it yeah I, I do think you've got to start somewhere um, and I think you've got you just got to go for it and then you've got to learn the lessons from it so uh, I yeah. used to be so funny enough like <clears throat> I watched back a couple of really early videos yeah. I've done re- recently and I used to try and be funny yeah. on the videos and it wasn't great like watching it back I kind of felt I don't know if that made me feel a bit more comfortable trying to make a joke within the video but the jokes weren't particularly funny they were always at the start of the video and actually it kind of blurred the messaging can you give me an example Um, so once we did the other Adam's massive isn't he so once we done a thing where he was stood next to me and had to duck down into frame to say what he was going to say that's funny though it was quite funny but it took it it took away from the point in the video okay so since then, with like the Whiteboard Weekly videos, which I do, which is like a weekly mm-hmm. video series, I I very much take the approach of, actually, it's just a message. I'm going to get up here and say the message. If something funny happens within the video, that's cool. Yeah, but so if you screw up. I'm not going to try and be funny. Like, yeah. I'm not a comedian. So I'm just going to deliver the message. I think I watch some videos and people are naturally very funny on video. Yeah. Like thinking of Wistia videos, yeah, for example. Great. I don't know if they're still doing quite like they used to, but they used to be so funny and deliver good content. So I suppose what, what I'm trying to say is like stick to what you're comfortable with yeah. does help. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you've got you've got to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, but I think like having a conversation like this is a good place to start. So having like an interview or just sort of having someone there with you to talk to, to about, like, that, so they can ask you questions. Just get questions and sort of go from there. So yeah. even if you're on your own, you can write down questions and then just try and answer the questions. And I think that's probably a good place to start because then you're not thinking about scripts, you're not thinking about, oh, I need to say all of this. It's just you're answering it honestly and you're running a business or you're in a business. You do this every day. You know what you're talking about so you can answer the question. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty good place to start. I think, just answering my own question, (laughs) I I think that it is potentially damaging. Okay. So, I think if it's a really, it depends on the subject, obviously. Like, I think everyone should be producing content. But, if the person being filmed is so uncomfortably not wanting to be filmed, Mm -hmm. and the message is a little bit blurred out, and it just doesn't come across as well as it should do, then I actually think that could be damaging. Okay. So I would say that's not to say they can never do it, but I think there's a case of practicing, filming yourself. So uh, practice and don't post it. 
to start off with, yeah. Like keep keep practicing until you're comfortable yeah. with it. Because I think once you start watching your own videos back and you're more comfortable with your voice and how you look, how you're delivering the content, then you're going to get better on camera anyway. But I think if someone is truly that uncomfortable on camera, and I've seen people completely freeze and you know just not get the message out in a very strong way. Yeah. If that's suddenly posted all over the internet, and that's the first impression someone's get of the business, then depends on the industry and sector and the kind of people you're targeting. But I think in some instances, that is more damaging than yeah, not. I suppose I haven't, I haven't seen people like that for a while because the people that come to me know that they've they want to do they it. want to do yeah videos. they want to do yeah, it. Yeah. So I don't really see people like that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think I, I think that's the case. And actually, they've probably got someone in their team or someone they know that's mm. just as passionate about the business that could maybe do the video instead of them. Yeah. So that's why I think it's an interesting topic. Mm. And I think there are possibly instances where if you really, if the message isn't going to be delivered in a very clear way, then it. Could so be I think to get to get genuine feedback i don't think you should you should make the video and then send it to someone you trust who would give you like honest feedback they wouldn't just sort of say it's great even though it's not so yeah. they give you like genuinely good feedback i did that with my mates yeah. and all they used to do is pause it at the worst possible screenshot <laughs> where my face was a bit crazy and then photoshop it onto different things okay. so that didn't help for confidence really so don't send it to your mates no no send it to a, a, a colleague a professional yeah Give you genuine oh, well that, that's that's the great thing these days, isn't it? You can put you get pretty good feedback straight away. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to put people off by saying that I think if people don't deliver a message, I, I think that's probably quite rare that someone's going to be that unconfident on camera. But I think there are instances where that could be the case. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Cool. So I think that's it for episode it one. It is. Well, we were going to end by saying if our top tip from what we've kind of discussed. So. Yeah. Actually, first, if there is someone who is not particularly confident yeah. of recording video, but they know it's something they really want to do and they see the value in it and think it would be brilliant for their business, what would be your top tip to get started? Definitely to answer questions. So, hundred percent to either get somebody in the room with you where you, you, they can ask you questions and you can talk back to an actual person, or if you can't do that, write down the questions and then just sort of put them there, put them next to the camera look at it and then look at the camera and just answer the question yeah 100% that's what I say and just pretend you're speaking to a potential yeah. customer or a colleague yeah. answering the question just yeah. a mate or whatever yeah. not a mate because they'd give you they'd photoshop your face onto yeah don't do that all yeah. sorts of things yeah. dread to think <laughs> so what's your top tip uh, mine would be what I said at the start how I got into video so I would just use your phone prop it up don't worry too much about the lighting and all of the diff those kind of variables you're not going to use this video anywhere and just film yourself, watch it back. You're gonna hate it and you're gonna hate your voice and then do it again and do it a few times. And I honestly think that once you go through that process five or six times, you start getting used to how you sound, how you look, yeah, you get yeah. a bit more confident, you see yourself on camera. Because yeah. actually it's a weird thing, isn't it? To see yourself really on camera looking into a lens answering a question. Yeah. It's really not a natural thing. I think I've got used to it, but if somebody else plays the video in the room, and, yeah, and I haven't said it's all right. I'll still find it really quite hard to listen to. Yeah, so I th I think the more I, I actually think it's the personal insecurity which is the biggest issue. So yeah. I think if you can if you can build that yourself by just filming yourself, watching it back mm. over and over again, not too many times but enough, then I think that really helps. I, I used to do it with public speaking, so I had a massive fear over public speaking, mm. and I do it quite a bit now. 
and how I helped get over that was I used to just prop my iPad up and just stand up for half an hour and deliver the speech and then I'd watch it back oh, I'd find that hard it, it really helped because I, I would I could see what other people were going to see I and that sounds strange and I could also listen to myself talking and think actually that made sense that didn't and get more confident about the whole thing I don't know why so yeah, yeah. I, that, that's the process I would go through with video anyway okay cool good tips cool. there good stuff good so what are we going to say to, to round this off this is the first one we need to probably probably thanks for listening if you made it this far so yeah thanks for listening if you made it this far um, they will be more chiselled in the future yeah I think we'll get we'll slowly go through and get like a proper format of what we want to do and how we're going to end it yeah and we're going to have guests yeah so it's a, a business podcast probably more of a marketing podcast yeah but it will at times have a bit of a franchise focus, I think. Like we've, yeah, got some, we've got some franchise contacts that are keen to come on. And we'll just see where it goes, I suppose. Yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah. One ear to the ground. Cool. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Chat About. Head over to coconutcreatives.co.uk forward slash the coconut blog to watch our other videos, including the latest episodes of Whiteboard Weekly and Inside Coconut. See you next time.